Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Who that? You are rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Hopefully you're having a pleasant Friday, March 1st so far. Yes, we're done uh, with February, and we move on. And we'll see what it holds for the Memphis Tigers, who certainly looked good last night. 82-58. Boy, that was convincing over ECU. We also found out afterwards about Nicholas Jordan's plans for next season. So we'll talk all about that, how good the Tigers look what it means going forward, all that good stuff. Grizzlies got Portland tonight in the first of two versus the Trailblazers over the next two nights at FedEx Forum. Uh, 7 o'clock tip, of course, you can hear it all right here on 929 FM at ESPN. The great Eric Hasseltine will be on the call. Real quick, remember former Tiger Chris Garner? My man was on social media talking about he was at Club Love last night. And guess who was there with him? Who? Chauncey Billups. Hmm. Portland Trailblazers oh, coach, covering. Okay. Who, who apparently, they go back 20-something years and, and hadn't seen each other in years. And, and last night, a, a former That's Tiger cool. and Chris Garner sees the Portland Trailblazers coach, uh, uh, formerly, I think, uh, rookie teammates. I, I think it goes back that far. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about the game, obviously. I just thought that's a little fun story on a Friday. New Boston Celtic Xavier Tillman had some things to say about his former team and LeBron Brickin' James. This is weird because it's two straight days we've been talking about the greatness of LeBron James on a Memphis sports radio show. Uh, but if you saw him last night against the Wizards in overtime, man, he delivered. I, I was telling John about this chase down block of a Jordan Poole dunk. Huh. How's he doing this at 39, John? How's he doing it? Amazing. Amazing. Guys, uh, that guy's, uh, he, de- he defies uh, gravity, uh, no doubt about it. We cannot start March, though, talking about the NBA, man. This is March. I started it talking about Tigers. We need a little Luther. We we I mean we have to Did manifest. Did you see Brad's this. face when you said that? That is it got him excited. We have to manifest it. You go ahead. Because look, we got work to do. But doesn't this make you feel good? I mean, I know right now Memphis John, is on cut the it out. up, Brad. Cut it up. Get all the way into it. Go ahead, John. On the outside Please. right now. No doubt about that. Not gonna argue any other 
uh, way. Because you can't. I mean, this team has done so much damage. But the ball is tipped. Yep, there you are. And there you are. And you're running for your life. You're a shooting star. You're just going to sing the whole thing, dude. It does sound good. No one knows. Yeah, man. Like, for a time, it felt like this was the bare minimum. Um, uh, an appearance in the in the cameo in a cameo in this uh, yeah in the like, montage should have been top four seed bro yeah that 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 <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long year man we've aged quite a bit you ain't lying but it's a short walk from penthouse to the outhouse and the walk is just as short from the outhouse back to the penthouse I'm sure I subscribe and the journey and the journey from the outhouse back to the penthouse has begun. I don't know if we're halfway there yet. I think we're maybe a quarter of the way there yet. That's probably where I would put it. But Memphis basketball does the unthinkable last night. One of the greatest wins in program history over a surging East Carolina basketball program. Wire to wire, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how you Now we're getting into fantasy. How are you on the committee and you watch what that Memphis team did yesterday? And not think I need that team in my tournament. This guy, you saw the Rice game. Hold on, let me see how long he's gonna say that he stopped. I was gonna say how long he could hold that there. Not bad. Yeah, pretty good. I I, I, want, I wanted to come back in. You know, I had to defend my guys. You know. Right. All right. But hold on. You want to see how, here, here's how long I can hit. Ready? Yeah, you can't well, do it over yeah, top. Well, yeah, no, exactly. No, it's too no, late. It's too late. You missed your chance. I, I did. I missed it. But this was great. Yeah, I would have Because you to, have. You brightened me up a little I bit. I don't smoke, so I could have. My lungs are decent, yeah, you know? The capacity. Uh, but yeah, listen, I mean, this is. You know, I used to have the. I used to put the headphones in. I used to go outside. I used to put this on. I used to pretend that, you know, I was at the free throw line. You know what I'm saying? You're Antonio Burks. Yeah, I made those. And I was like, yeah, 82%. <laughs> if, and if I missed them, I'd just say that was just a, in my head. I just made that. That never happened, you know? Uh, but look, Memphis basketball has won its third wow. straight game, and I'm going to tell you why. We're in our fields. I have gone from being so out to so in. Yes, get into that a little bit later in the show. Amazing. Welcome to March, where the unthinkable happens, where the magic takes place, and where maybe. Just maybe your Memphis Tigers have one last run in them yet. Welcome to the craziest month of the college basketball season. Um, yeah, listen, we'll get into all that today on the show. Anthony Sane's going to join us at 1125. Talk to him about all of this Grizz in action. Grizz, by the way, uh, are, uh, the, somebody had to be uh, favored, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and it's, but it's slight. I mean, it's, it's, one it's down to one at some spots. So, so <laughs> it's like... You know, again, stoppable force, movable object. What happens when those two things collide? You know? Yeah. We'll find out next yes. two nights. You can get, uh, you as we talked about uh, yesterday, you can get courtside VIP package. You can meet. Actually, you can make a draft pick for the Grizzlies for $35. My son actually uh, took some tickets to school today. Yes. Trump's yes. gone. Yes. And I'm out. No, I, I, I believe me. It's the first time all year where we've gotten uh, emails from the office saying, if anybody wants to go to the Grizz game, you know, holla at us. You know, <laughs> you're pulling the curtain back. Y'all don't want to see Scoot? Y'all don't want to see, uh, you know. I guess that's true. Re, uh, Is Simon's playing? I assume so. Okay. I mean, look, I, it, it, there's no star power, so, I, you know, I understand. But, 
it's uh, split is what we're looking for, right? Because you're not going to lose two, I guess, two to yeah. this outfit. Just hope you lose one. Yeah, because you, you don't want Brooklyn Toronto catching back up to you either. So let's split. <laughs> that's that is a that's a. They should. I'm put trying that, to get y'all fired up for Grizz tonight, man. They should put that on a towel. <laughs> you know, let's split this. You know, yeah. I think like you got you got to kind of have a little. Yeah, because I, I just think zero and two is impossible against this poor. Uh, it probably is realistically. Uh, hold on, I'm just gonna look real quick just for the get in. They've lost like nine in a row, Portland. Yes, they're, they're invisible. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna do tonight, right? The get in is five dollars. Nine dollars with fees on Ticketmaster. I mean, for real, for folks that don't can't normally get down there. I'm just, I was telling my little Bible study group last night. Now at the time, you can sit, like you said, go go see. Uh, Go see Scoop. You can sit courtside for two hundred dollars with fees, two twelve. Dang. Yeah. And it's uh, it's. I mean, you're you know you're 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 not on the floor per se, but you're courtside. So, whole smooth might have to ante up tonight. For real? Have my kid watching some uh some scrubs, but hey, we'll be close. Yeah. Be feeling like stars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, you're right there, bro. So certainly worth thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I, this is the time to do it. Yeah, this is a seat we would otherwise never be able to have because it's exactly. so dang expensive. Exactly. And I will say, I mean, you know I sat courtside. It is different. I mean, it's just. Right, you, you feel it. You yeah. feel them on the floor, right? You I mean, you're, you're. But you're saying this is not actual, actual it's, floor. No, it's like a row right. or two back. You were actual courtside. I was so. on the front row of that uh, baseline. That's where y'all fist bumped, right? Yeah, yeah. well, Sam fist bumped Anthony Melton. And you've never been back. And he, nor has he. Uh, he was True. immediately traded. So uh, that that is uh, that is the situation with the uh, Grizzlies. We'll get into that a little bit later uh, in the show. But Memphis Tiger hoops, Memphis Tiger basketball. The way I put it in my column, and the way uh, I'm going to say it today, is as follows: um, in a season that went from shine, from so much promise, from so much. You know, so many dreams. You can go crazy. Your imagination's running wild. Top ten in the country that late in the season for the first time since Cal. I mean, all of that, right? Fifteen and two, and the season that went from all of that to ish in the span of one four game sample. I do think it might be time to start asking if the inverse is happening right now. If if a season that was absolutely in the tank. That had no hope. Where, I mean, look, the the bottom was one hundred six seventy nine. Again, like in any range of outcomes, I felt like other than three in a row was possible. Like I I, mm-hmm. I felt like Memphis could lose to Charlotte. Memphis would lose to FAU. You know, like I just I never would have thought after that game, the body language, Penny's comments, I would have never ever 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 thought that Memphis was capable of coming together and winning their next three. Just would have never believed it. Not only would I have not believed that they could win their next three, there is no way in hell that I would have believed that they'd be able to do that. And at Torvik, and Parth brought this up, been operating as the number 16 team in the country in efficiency in that same three-game span. That's impressive stuff. I I just would have never, I mean, there's, there's no way. There's no way I would have bought that. That they could win three straight. Not just that. It's when you marry it with how it's looked. 
Okay. Right. That it's it's both. I mean, again, I'm still with you. I'm not gonna push back. You know, I mean, uh, Charlotte. I yeah, was, it looked bad. I mean, that's it was rock bottom. It was like so yeah, like that's, it, you're right. It had just I mean, that's, it bottomed out, and you're just like this team's quit for real this time. No doubt. No doubt. You know, and and rather than that happening, they are once again, and it's just true. And I, look, you're going to be able to pull coals in the opponents because that's the nature of the league. But this is their best basketball. This three-game sample size is as good a basketball as they've been playing all year long. They were never playing at a 16, uh, at a number 16 deficiency rank for really any three-game sample size. I mean, the metrics never liked this team. At any straight, even when they were winning, they were everybody was just kind of waiting on the other shoe to drop, and it eventually did, and it eventually did, and, and the analytics were proven right. Um, I thought that game last night was probably start to finish Memphis's best. Of the well, what'd you like best about it, John? Let's get into it a little bit. They were engaged defensively in a way that I've never seen them all year. I mean, they, they offense, played well defensively the last three games. Absolutely right. Um, but this one was like on the road. Mm-hmm. You're not coming off of some devastating. You're actually coming off of a of your second best win of the season. So you're like, okay, is there going to be some some let up? Is there going to be a little bit of like sure. hangover from that? And not once, and I mean, the, the Tigers never trailed, and not once in that game did you ever feel like this is going to get away from Memphis. They dominated. They dominated every facet of this game. I mean, we could sort of, we could definitely set the glass. Yes, we yeah. could pick it there, and 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 that definitely. But I would also say the offensive rebounds from East Carolina were a result of them never making shots. They shot thirty percent from three uh, from the floor, and they shot fourteen percent from three. Mm-hmm. This is a perimeter defense that had been much. Deservedly so, much maligned all year long. Yeah. And I just thought, whether it was Quinterly, whether it was Jones, who did gamble a couple times, whether it was Walton, whoever was out there, they were very uh, crisp defensively. They weren't getting left. Like we've seen, we've seen this Memphis team just have no fundamentals, no principles. Get left, shooters wide open, no nobody recovers. That was not the problem last night. Memphis was just locked in uh, in every way, and uh, offensively it was humming. So I just thought top to bottom it was the best performance of the season for Memphis. I, I, I'll just co-sign some of what you're saying. I got a uh, Tigers bow to watch pretty closely, but agrees. It said it before you did, best, ro- uh, best defensive rotations I've seen all season, he says. Yeah. So it lining up exactly with what you were laying out defensively. There it was. It was impressive. Um, what does it mean going forward? And that is the problem. That is where you know. I mean, you you, have you, to you took of, everything out of the game. I mean, there, there's I don't I don't we don't, I don't need exactly, to add to that. Exactly. That's where we're at. Though. Yes, it's I mean, East Carolina. It's exactly. Like, we don't so need it's to not, break it down. Uh, it, it, it's just more like okay, this is what this is what this is how I feel. This is this is this real? Is this something that is now traveling with Memphis? This is not an FAU uh, function where you got up for that one and you were like, okay, we're, yeah. this is our season. Because now you've done it against a team that you like. They, you know, you're not getting up for East Carolina on the road in a in a in, a, in an arena of three thousand people, you know. So I, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yes, it's real. Can I agree with that and say it still might be too late? Yes, hundred percent. And I think that's why I have the 100%. issue with getting yeah, no, I'm you know I'm, giddy I, about it. No, I, I, I'm with you hundred percent. Because it's a bunch of what ifs. What if this team? It had, could very you know, well be too little. What if too this late. team hadn't lost to Rice? What if this team hadn't blown a twenty point lead to South Florida? This team that's playing like a top twenty team, top fifteen in the country again right now. Yep. Now that's what it ultimately leads you back to is I agree where you could have been, and so it, it it it's still frustrating, and I think it adds to the frustration when you see them playing this well again. The fact that he pulled it back, yeah, could sort of see SMU if, if if everything had fallen apart. We saw the signs, things over. They turn this thing around and show you again. 
the kind of team they were supposed to be. And that's disappointing. Uh, so while I can agree, John, yeah, this is they're playing their best basketball game. This, this reminds you what it looked like against Clemson and Virginia when you were rolling and felt yes. good. I just feel like it, it, it could be too little too late because you still need help to get top four. You know, and again, I tell you, three and three, I told that to Jeff this morning. I feel a lot better about your chances of winning an AAC tournament three games, three days with the way this team's playing. But I'd still tell you four and four is a lot. And so it goes back again to the to the damage you've done. And we don't need to go back and rehash it all. But you ask where we are now, it's, well, still needing to, to finish, you know, uh, 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 to run the table the rest of the regular season. And right now still feels like you got to win the tournament. But maybe you can change the narrative a little bit in terms of keep playing like this. Yep. Maybe there's a shot at that at large if you can get to a conference yes. title game and lose. You know, maybe you're giving yes. yourself that opportunity again with how well you're playing. Yes. And, and by the time you get to, you know, tournament time and, you're, you're compared to other bubble teams, there's a chance that your resume looks better than some of those teams. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see. let me look. And I, and I still I, think it's going to be a one-bid lead, John. i got a hard time trying to make a, a, a case that it's not going to be a one-bid lead. I mean, is it is it possible you're, if FAU loses in the AC title game that they get in as an at-large? I would say, you know, that's... Still that, see that. That's the only way it would be a two. I mean, and look, I, I, I do... You know, it's, it's, it's a two-pronged discussion. Not if FAU loses to you final game of the regular season at their place. They're not in that mix. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be. I mean, interesting. you've basically stolen their. You know. Yeah, because they're. I mean, look, they're at eleven right now. I mean, they're really right there. I mean, they're they're one saying. of the last four. They, in. they can't afford to lose a home game to Memphis. Right. A Memphis team that right now is not in position to get in that large berth. Correct. I think that that bring them down to a point where even if they did make the conference championship lose, maybe you still don't get it. I don't. It's it, possible. It'll be close. No, I. I they got I, that good I, Arizona I, win. I don't think FAU should feel comfortable at all. And by the way, they okay. still got to beat North Texas. Agreed. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's an. Uh, uh, you, you made the point that North Texas got its guards back, and, and they and they so. won at Tulane. I mean, again, everybody wins at Tulane except Memphis, but still, like they're getting healthier, yeah. right? And 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 they're going to try to. It's because they can't FAU stop anything. Season. They do not play defense. That's, Anyone can beat them. That's right, and, including Memphis. You know, on on March 9th. Now, again, um, <clears throat> let's you know, let uh, you know that, whether they do or not, there's still so much that has to happen after that. Okay, so you're even after you beat FAU, you're going to have to get a you know again we're stipulating this. You're still going to have to get one more, you know. You're going to have to get one more quad one type win. And I saw um, I saw Munns, I think it was Munns, talk about how Memphis needs South Florida uh, to jump up, and there was one other team they need to jump. Maybe it's Tulane. Like they need to, they Memphis needs those teams to climb a little bit more. Than also, that becomes those losses right, become right. South Florida become a quad two, or right? Something? Exactly. Yeah. So okay. your quad your quad two record would suffer. Your quad one and quad two record would suffer, but you would have no quad three losses. Right. So I think I guess those in that scenario, it would be a little bit more forgivable for, by by the committee. I think Memphis's resume may end up being a little better than we've given it credit for if those things happen, but. Look, none of it happens if Memphis isn't playing well. This discussion is pointless if Memphis isn't playing yeah, well, and yeah. that and that's and that's yeah. that's where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. I at least believe I give Memphis a chance against FAU. I give Memphis a chance going into the sure, AAC sure, tournament. Sure, you know, like sure. the when I would not have done that on February 18th or whenever it was against. I would have said this. There's this team does not want to play basketball anymore with right. each other. You know, and, and 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 a couple of things. Memphis is not better without Malcolm Dandridge. They're not better without Malcolm Dandridge. Thank you. Okay. I mean, this is this narrative's getting wild. I don't know. You had enthusiasm, enthusiasm saying it last night. Looked like for a little bit. Mark Memphis is better 
with a yes. He did suggest that. He did suggest that. Memphis is better when there is when when Naquan Tomlin gets most of the minutes. That's what I but I think that's a but separate. But he still got thirty three against Charlotte. Yes, he did. And Malcolm Dandridge had eight and nine in that game. Yes. Yes. They okay, played twenty something minutes. Yes. So, so it, Ma- Tomlin can get thirty something minutes. Yes, exactly. With Malco right. available. Yes. Yesterday it's Jordan Brown. That was that was awful. It was, but but my point is when you needed a third big because Tomlin and Jordan are in foul trouble. Yep. Jordan fouled out. Tomlin had four. You had to go to Jordan Brown, who cannot play at this who, level. Who gave you one rebound? Yep. In the uh, how many minutes did Jordan Brown play? Fifteen. Joe Cooper had three and nine. Yeah. Three rebounds in nine minutes. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't you rather have Malco there? There's so, no doubt. Okay. There's I'm, no doubt. Okay. You're on the same page with my, me on my, the my, And I'm glad we did that. My cause is just more minutes for Naquan. Sure. That's what I, but you we know. Can, okay. But but we're in agreement that you There's can get that. no question. We saw it against Charlie at yes. 33. Yes. You're, what's your number? Four and one when he gets. Now four and one when he gets 30 plus. Saw that in your column. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's when Naquan Tomlin plays, you know, 75% of the game. Yep. Whether that's through Penny keeping him out there or himself not getting in foul trouble. This Memphis, dude, he's a pro. That dude's an NBA player. Welcome yeah. Welcome home. We've like, been, yeah, been, we, well, yes, he's a pro. You see him running up and down the floor. He's faster than anything on the court. He's faster yes, than the guards. Yes. The stride on this guy, the way he can get above yes. the rim, he's all day NBA. That's and, why and, I said, and maybe look took, up in a couple of years, and he ain't yeah. just in the NBA. He's, he's playing well. He's establishing himself. And maybe it took, you know, two months. He can pop out. He's a free throw shooter. Yep. What what is there not to like about Nick Tomlin's future just as, as an NBA prospect? But, yeah, that, yeah, but that can be worked on. But yeah, I mean Memphis is uh, now about an eight percent chance to make the tournament, um, which is its highest. It's it's its highest since early February over, over at Torvik. Um, I like I like the way they're defending now. If we get to this situation, and because because here's what you have to prepare for in my in my mind, if you if you do everything that we say Memphis needs to do, which is win every game except the AAC championship. Like maybe you lose at the buzzer or something, or what? It doesn't really even matter how you lose, and Memphis doesn't get in the tournament. You need to prepare yourself for that possibility. I think that's, you know, I, I, it's no guarantee. Even if you do all those things, you're in because, you know, the committee is your your metrics. Now your metrics did go up quite a bit considerably, with this. Uh, considering it was ECU. But again, road convincing road win, right? And if you could get something close to that, I don't. wouldn't believe it'd be you know whatever this was twenty four points, but. Getting a road win at FAU, what it could do metrically. Remember, I mean, that's we true. were talking about yesterday. Be we a said, quad one. can Memphis get higher than the 60s in terms of net the rest of the way? You go, you go win that game at FAU. Right. Just looking at the jump they made off the ECU road win. Yep. Okay, we're 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 maybe talking there, especially if you if you could control that game. I mean, look, that's, so that can that can really improve some metrics we thought yesterday, or at least I, I was on the yep uh, the thing of that. Yeah, you you got a ceiling there as far as you're gonna get, but. Maybe they can get a little higher than we think. Maybe you can get in the fifties. If you, you know? get in the fifties and you finish with a with a record of, yeah. you would be twenty three and eight going in. Then you'd. I mean, I don't. Would you be top four in that scenario if you're twenty three and eight? Again, you're going to need. It's it's hard to know. So let's just assume they're not. Let's assume assume they finish fifth, and then you have to win. If you're, I mean, 20, if they use two games ahead of you, if you only knock right. them off once, they win every other. You're not. Right. You haven't caught them. If you're twenty six and nine. Which is what you would be if this is exactly how it all plays out, and you lose in the AAC title game. If you're twenty six and nine, oh man, that would hurt. But it's possible to be left out. It's possible. I am still preparing for the very real possibility that Memphis is not in the tournament. Yeah, and that this you know 
that we will watch March from yeah outside looking in. Yeah. But I will say... They've given themselves the chance. And that's all you can ask for. Especially with the way they're doing it. Yes, they're doing it. This, again, this it's is... come together. This is their best basketball. When they when they all showed up at that radio show earlier, it wasn't just Yeah, I, you know, I did. I kind of dismissed it, but... I mean, Luton, I mean, they... Jordan's having so much fun, he announced he's coming back, man. Yeah, we didn't even get to that. <laughs> I mean, that's a good sign. Yes. We're talking about next year already, and we said, uh, and said it yesterday. It's one of the guys you want back. Yes. Get the two years it is. It is. So... Look, I, I don't want to go crazy because it's not – but it's not about the opponent for me. It really isn't. It's about the way that it looked, the way that it was so – the command that Memphis had in this game, 82-58. to 58. It doesn't scare you at all that both Jordan and Tomlin were in foul trouble okay. against oh, the ECU the team. You got 19 offensive rebounds. And now yeah. you're about to place the, the big boy for UAB. 100%. Yes. You know, Vlad went nine for nine that against is a, you. That is you know. a real shortcoming. Okay. You know, I mean, that's, that's – why I think, you know, having, but, having Malcolm back, but I don't know, you and I, you know, at this point, we've talked talked it out. Right. I don't think you can uh, – Hoping for that might be, you know, fruitless. I just feel like um, if those two are on the floor, you can win any game you play yeah. the rest of the way. He's like DeAndre with the foul issues. He is, very much so, and the intensity, all of it, you know? A lot of, lot of similarities. Uh, but Memphis gets the job done. They handle business start to finish. Wire-to-wire win for Memphis, 82-58, to um, in a game that was lined four and a half. So they, uh, they beat some ass last night. Yeah, they did. And it was nice to see. Uh, next game, UAB on Sunday. Memphis will probably be a seven and a half, eight point favorite in that game. Luxembourg. <clears throat> That's right, the Luxembourg game. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk to Anthony Sane uh, about Penny Hardaway, about the Grizz. And worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Anthony Sane is the host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. 
Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter, independent journalist and founder of Asylum Media Group and father of five-star 2032 Multiport prospect Gabriel Sane. Follow him on X at Sane Asylum. Newest episode coming out noon of the yep. Anthony Sane Show. Yeah, check drop. Out, yeah, check out the podcast. I, I, don't, I don't promote the drop time because it's why you guys are on and you guys are a big help with what I do, so I don't ever promote the Bro, time. But since Jason is very Smith considerate is show, of you. Yeah, since but, Jason is on the show, you know, y'all check it out whenever you get free time today. After yeah. two o'clock, go check it out. We had uh, we we wrapped yesterday. We had a good talk. I appreciate you having me on. Oh yeah, talked to everything. Big, from big time, big time conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, appreciate you joining us as you do every Friday. Mm-hmm. We'll get to Grizzlies in, in Portland and giveaways and losses and mm-hmm. all that stuff. What do you think about the Tigers? Better without Malcolm Dandridge. All right, I saw you tweet <laughs> that. Let's get right to it. How so? Hey, let's talk about it. how are they better without Malcolm? Um, this has been Malcolm's best. Best season on the court. Thousand percent. Healthy, um, showing initiative on both ends, been a rim protector, um, been able to score in the post, just offensive rebounds, just been incredible, like, on the court, right? But there, like, there are things that Penny has said, and people have tried to crack the code, and I think we've tried to include everyone but Malco because we love Malco. You know what I mean? Like, we, we love Malco, right? He's got one of the best nicknames in college basketball, Big Malco, like, Memphis is a is a Malco movie market. Malco movie theaters are here, so you got a kid. He he's, he if he's putting on a show, he's big Malco. Awesome name, right? So we all love Malco. He's huge. Uh, I'm not gonna say baby face kid, but he's a huge. Uh, is a huge kid, right? You know, he's he's a very large man, and everybody just loves Malco, right? So you don't want to include. You don't want to assume that he's part of these conversations. But I mean, come on, man. Let's let's be let's call a spade a spade. Do do whatever investigative work you want to do. When you're talking about chemistry issues and Penny saying things like, well, you know, I got guys that I can't play together. and These kind of weird things that Penny is saying, he's talking about Malcolm Dangers, man. And, and, and the thing is, understanding the human element, understanding just the way people are, understanding basketball, understanding sports, I'm sure Malcolm Dangers feels a way like the Willie Kemp's of the world felt who every year, like I've committed to be a part of this school. I was a top high school player locally, nationally, these type of things. And every year, there are guys coming in that people are telling me I've got to step back for in my city, in my school, in my, you know, these type of things. And I'm constantly having to take a step back for these guys, right? Like, I can understand Malco feeling a way about that. And, like, I've been here five years, and every year is a different guy that, you know, whether it's Jalen Doran, whether it's whoever you're talking about. I'm having to step, I'm having to step back for these guys. And I think that's been a consistent issue here with, that, with, with Malco. We saw Malco have the issues with Kendrick Davis during the NCAA tournament. We saw we saw this in real time. Like, yeah. it wasn't yeah. hearsay. And, and you hear things about Malco and things he's saying, things he's doing, his relationship with Penny, things he says. He gets up in a press conference and says, you know, as long as we play defense, you know, Penny don't care what, we, what we're doing on offense. I'm like, and people interpret that however they want to. And it's like, you see this, you see this stuff with the, um, the academic allegations, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, Mal- Malco is a common denominator to, I think, a lot of issues here. But I'm not particularly harping on that, but I think they, they are issues. Like, I think it's it's an understandable thing, but it's a thing. Like, you know, when, when Jordan Brown's here and Malco's coming off the bench or he's starting and, and or whatever they were doing, there was a clear issue as far as playing time goes with those two guys. Jordan Brown leaves, Jordan Brown comes back, you see issues, right? You get Naquan Tomlin, who's better than both of those dudes. That dude, like y'all said, he's, that's a... That is a professional basketball player. He's either NBA or high level overseas or right. something. He that kid is a pro. Like you can look at him and tell he's a pro. But you can see 
Penny making provisions for Malco when they got, got here. Because that kid wasn't starting when he got here. He was playing behind Malco and all these type of things. And, and it's like, yeah, he had a good game. Uh, they had a good game together. But I want to say Malcolm started that game or whatever. I'm like, and that kid is clearly the dude you need to be focused on. But you can tell Penny's trying to protect, you know what I mean, feelings or protect relationships and all those type of things. And like I said, now that Malco's out of the way and you don't have to worry about any of those type of issues, they're flat out playing basketball, man. And I'm, I, I hate that to be interpreted as Malco is a problem because it's an understandable problem. It's a human nature thing. You're a kid from Memphis, this larger-than-life kid here who uh, loves the city, the city loves him back, but he's constantly having to take a step back for guys who people are telling are better than him that honestly have been better than him. You know what I mean? Jordan Brown is on the one who, in theory, who is better than him but when he actually got here because of the injuries and being out of shape and all that type of stuff. Jordan Brown hasn't been nearly the guy we thought we were getting. But it's it's understandable frustration, but, I, it, but it is a clear chemistry issue with Malco being here. He's one of those guys who he's going to speak his mind. He's going to say stuff that's going to be counterculture. And it, and it and it's, it's, I believe that it has caused issues with this team. Am I blaming like the, the, the bad losses on him? No. But this team we're watching now, the, the version of this team we're watching now, is playing very good basketball. And, it's, and he's sitting on the sideline. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to act like it's not a factor at all. But um, and and I I don't I don't I didn't put any of that out really to disrespect him, but just to be honest about it, like there, Penny has said, when your coach gets up and he says, "Man, there are certain guys I just can't put on the court together." That's a wild thing to say, bro. That you've got dudes on your team that I've got to, I've got to base my rotations around fighting and like how these guys feel about each other. And that's not that's not the way that uh, that sports work. You know what I mean? So, and I'm I'm willing to bet that Malco is a common denominator to a lot of the. I can't do this. I, these guys don't get along type. Well, of. I will say, I will say, you know, and again, I, I, I don't think it is just because I think it's, mm. it's, it's like a, there's a cause and effect, mm-hmm. but Malcolm did transfer, right? Yeah. He was leaving. He was gone. You know, he, he, <laughs> for whatever reason, he said he didn't want to be. Right. And, and then, you know, he ended up coming back mm-hmm. and Penny took him back and, but it's like, you know, I mean, they're, that's a weird thing. Right. You know, I mean, when you make the decision to leave. Mm-hmm. You're like, eh, well, and if you back. you've been a you you're a married man, but we've all been single men, right? We've all been men who play games with women, right? If a woman leaves you and she comes back, how how do you look at her? Right? How does she look at you, right? Like, there's that weird dynamic of, oh, okay, yeah, they come in with a certain type of energy, or you might come back with a certain type of energy, like, yeah, yeah, I'm back now, or whatever type thing, or, yeah, you know, you you get that type of stuff to happen. So yeah, I, I'll listen to that piece of it. I, I will. I mean, I again, I think it's 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 more of Penny committing. To a shorter lineup, which mm-hmm. I mean, right. we've been beating the damn for sure. You know, yeah. and I think Malcolm just represents one less person to have to play. You know, and one, but, one less major personality you got to deal with, and, and that's true. But then, it, then it comes down to okay, but then those Jordan Brown minutes were so bad. bad. Yep, they were so right. bad. Like Malcolm, even even if he is, you know, a, a locker room cancer, mm-hmm. like he's still better. <laughs> No, he's Jordan Brown. Jordan Brown. Jordan Brown's I mean, that that's one of the like biggest misevaluations of college mm-hmm. basketball this year. I feel like the idea that I mean, he was a good player for Louisiana last mm-hmm. year. He had 17 against Tennessee. Right. What the hell? Let me let me let me fix the whole statement. Then let me represent it. This team is better with the worst version without the worst version of Malcolm. Because if he comes in, he does his thing. Him and that. Uh, him and. Um, Tomlin are right. incredible matchup. You know what right. I mean? You're, there's two serious bigs you're playing against. You know what I mean? The NCAA tournament, it would have been incredible. But we got Malco sitting on sitting on the bench for whatever reason. 
with the allegations, or whatever. And he's ne- he hasn't really. I don't know. I'm willing to bet that he hasn't been. You know, go team go in regards to playing a lesser role behind. I mean, look, I've heard that over the years. You know, Mm -hmm. I've always heard over the years. um, You know that Malco does it. Like wanted to play out of. He thought he was being played out of position. Thought Mm -hmm. he was more like you know Kevin Durant. You see it sometimes on the Mm -hmm. court. You know what I'm saying? I did think like this year in particular, he was. I did, you know and again on the I thought this year was like he was different. Balling going crazy. He's having a career year. He's game with eight blocks this Mm -hmm. year. But I also wonder if that kind of you know. Adds to the confusion. The the issue the 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 criticism is fair, whether you agree with it or not, because Malcolm has opened himself up to this with his track record yes. and the mistakes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in the end, whether you you felt bad when Mark uh, Mark Adams last night is saying they're better with Malcolm, and you know I saw people saying, well, Malcolm's got to see that and watch it. Oh man, Malcolm's opened himself up to this mm-hmm. with, with the mistake. And frankly, the fact that you got a guy who went into the portal, came back for the last year, and it's supposed to be, you know, as down mm-hmm. with Penny as, as anybody. He's the Memphis. He's the one that's been with Penny. And put them in this position right. is, uh, you know, again, I, right. I, I'd love to be able to defend Malco here. Mm-hmm. Good good dude, man, by all oh, everything yeah, sure. I know about him. We've talked about everything Malcolm. else. Yeah. But he has put himself in this position mm-hmm. to well, be judged kind of like this. And with his track record. I mean, just then, fighting with Kendrick Davis last year in the tournament right. game. And not just that, you also see Tomlin taking this game to another level. Now that Malco's out of the picture, where he know he doesn't have to worry about anything with him, you've seen Tomlin come in and look like a monster in the last few games with this team. So there has to be something to that, man. Like, it's, that's just human nature. Like, if you know there's a guy who's felt a way about you being there or who's the pecking order, all these type of things, when that guy's out of the picture, you've seen Tomlin go out there and look like what he's supposed to be is the anchor of this team, defensively and offensively doing stretches as well. So I think that, that I think there's something to that. But it's cool. Like I, it, we, it's not like, you know, it's not like Malco's being benched because of on the court stuff. It's off right. the court stuff that's got him sitting. So, like you said, this is what happens. This is the the door that you open when you get into that type of stuff. Uh, got Grizzlies Portland tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, oh, two so over lucky. the next two nights. <laughs> oh I hear you can get in for nine dollars. <laughs> but I just walk up and just walk in. No, we, we said about? for thirty five, you can sit on the court and you get to make a draft pick next year. <laughs> You get to you get to go to the podium. Right? Yeah, you get to announce it. <laughs> oh man, hey, this is this is probably going to be the ugliest game of the year. Two teams that are intentionally not trying to win. Chauncey was literally in the club last night. I'm sure he, he was. But does this, not this, care. Th- like this actually makes the game intriguing. Yeah, this is going. Somebody this, must win. This is the Jake Laravia game right here. You know, like who's it going to be? Like mm-hmm. that. Like it's it's like when I was at the Raiders Vikings game, it was zero zero in the fourth quarter. It's like somebody got to win this game, right? right? Oh, now that game so could have ended in a tie. This one can't. Mm-hmm. You know, so who who sucks a little bit less? How Man. close are they to worst roster in the league? No, the Portland. Wizards. The Wizards are down there. How many how many All Stars are on this Portland team? How close are they to the Man. bottom? Just in terms of Honestly, rosters, no, because these teams have done so much to make their roster so ugly. Because Williams is a, is your boy that you used to want here. That domain, please, Robert he, Williams. He's hurt. Time, he's hurt I know he's never going to be right. He's always hurt. Yeah, dude. I, I'm no. not giving up on Rob. Uh, Aiden. Now that dude, that uh, dude's he, career he has he gone We'll see if Scoot becomes that. I mean, Simon's John and I both like. Yeah, I Scoot has bothered me with these goggles on, man. Do you like Anthony Simons as a future? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I mean, he's the one guy I can point to and say, okay. Yeah. Portland's I mean, roster is pretty bad. Like, it's even, awful. Even healthy is weird. Like, even fully healthy, their roster just is kind of a random mix of dudes out there. So, but Washington is just trash, though. They are. They have the Washington worst, got the worst, they record, have the worst roster. Yeah. yeah. Washington got the worst record, for sure. Uh, he still had LeBron in overtime last night. Yeah. And LeBron had to take over. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. 
Um, in yeah. terms of what Xavier Tillman had to say about the difference between Grizzlies and mm-hmm. Celtics, any issue with it? No, absolutely On the Gilbert Arenas podcast, for those that haven't heard. Oh, yeah. So, what, so, for, I, so basically he was saying that we, all the Grizzlies did was dance. Tillman, you got to remember this. Tillman is still a young player. He looks 32, but he's a very young player, right? right. Kind of suffering with the same situation Malcolm <laughs> deals with, you know? But uh, – <laughs> Tillman's he's only played for Memphis, right? So he's only been in one NBA environment. And when you go from the Grizzlies to one of the most heralded, historic, if they're not one, if they're not one A, they're one B as far as the Boston Celtics. When you go to the organization, the way things are run, and then you're talking about a team who's full of vets, um, and even your your young guys are vets, you know what I mean? Guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who've been playing in conference finals their entire career, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. Um, when you go into that type of situation, those guys, they handle wins and they handle losses. They've been through more. You know what I mean? Because they don't um, – a regular season win against if – the, if the Grizzlies beat the Lakers in a regular season game, they're going to have a party. You know, No question. The, the Boston Celtics is, is – We've been playing. We've had a rivalry with the Lakers forever. You know, what I mean, it's 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 a it's a win. Uh, it's another opportunity to get better. Not another opportunity for our, our final goal. Um, this Grizzlies team doesn't know anything about that. Like, so they're going to celebrate a rivalry against the the Minnesota Timberwolves or mm-hmm. the Lakers or whatever you're doing. Those games, you know, they're going to amp them up a little bit more. And um, I'm, I'm sure. Tillman probably notices, like, okay, these dudes really don't get too up or too down about anything. Like, they're, but they not turned, but they're beating, but they're beating are. everybody. You know right. what I mean? We're, we're beating everybody, but these guys really don't. They don't really have. They don't respond to wins and losses like we did last year. And we were we were a young team. The Grizzlies are a team who full of guys twenty four and under. Um, every year that Tillman was here, including himself, who was a young player. You know what I mean? So. Um, I think he's just noticing the difference between the two organizations. That's what Not I'm particularly saying anything about the Grizzlies because there are some, there are some, some, some lunch pail workhorse teams that are ass. The Detroit Pistons seems like a pretty locked in team. It seems like they're probably yeah. they're pretty busy no, as right. usual, right? <laughs> but they're trash. You know what I mean? Like this, and there are teams who are who are you know fun teams who win. You know what I mean? That Phoenix yes. Suns team um, was the team that danced and celebrated and pregame hyped and. All those things too, and they went to the finals as well, just like Boston. You know, not knocking Boston because you really can't, but you know they haven't won the championships either. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not a championship pedigree there. They haven't won anything. They haven't won. See, I'm not saying they haven't won anything because they're a hell of a team. Uh, they haven't won a championship, so it's, there's no one clear path as far as how your locker room should be to be a championship level team. So, um, like I said, there are a lot of business only teams that aren't good. <laughs> so, That's true. Absolutely. So, so uh, I don't really think that. I don't think he said anything bad, man. Like I don't mean him. He's a. It's kind of like you know, and and us as the Grizzlies, we kind of feel like in the co-parent situation where like, like when the kid goes to dad's house, and then he comes back to mom. Well, how how was? Oh, it was great. And Miss So and So was there, and she makes me cinnamon rolls. Or like, oh, okay, now you feel. <laughs> it kind of feels like that, man. That's how we. That's how we're acting as Grizzly fans, as as the mom who's yeah. watching their kid. Go to Dad's house for the weekend, and now he's saying how awesome it is mm-hmm. at uh, you know Miss Miss Susie's house or whatever. When 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 Miss Susie comes over to Dad's house, how fun it is, whatever. And Mom's like, "Hey, well, we had good times too, you know what I mean?" So it's, that's how we're kind of acting with the whole thing. But it's it's a huge non-story. I'm, I'm happy for X. Hope he wins the championship. He's a guy that this summer we just may look at re-signing at a, at a certain number. You know what I mean? So I'm not. I don't feel any way towards X, man. At all, yeah. Um, Happy for the dude. For what uh, what do you make of the uh, giveaway? There's there's two giveaways, right? The mm-hmm. the little Grizz and then the Jawian shirt. What? 
Oh, a John like shirt like Stephen Adams. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's a little Grizz? It's like it's a like a little Funko. Uh, it's like a little fake. It's like for a real? yeah. Oh, but, but it's not a Funko. Oh, it's a Nunco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You haven't seen it? I mean, it's like, you no. know, it's like a bad toy, honestly. Uh, it feels like a bad yeah, I, I, I wish I could pull it, it out. It looks like it's made out of like rubber ducky type Hold on, I'm going to go get it. Hold on. Yeah, go get that, bro. Because it John might leave me. going to get the little, the, the little doll. Right, because I don't kill, but I do steal. Uh, my so. guess is because you're a grown man, you're going to like the Jawaiian the shirt. No, nah, I'm going to want that thing. I like, I like stuff I can put on my desk at work or put up. But with John and I had this conversation, this is not something you're going to want to put on your desk is real, to, you know, yeah, collector's it's, item it's, memorabilia. I got to see stuff. it. I got to see that's, it. That's, that's, that's the plan for uh, yeah. for that. So while while we await the mm-hmm. uh, the giveaway and John bringing it back, I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Harrington talked about Luke Kennard mm-hmm. next year. Right. Wrote a piece over the Daily Memphian talking about how many of these guys could be in a playoff-type rotation mm-hmm. next year. Do you see Kennard as a part of that? Uh, well, we'll ask you after you've seen. Oh, it's hard. Little gri- I'm about to make some phone calls now. I need, I need you, this today. Let me take today. a picture of you calling that hard. <laughs> there it is. It, uh, yeah. I need this today. He's got it. I'm, I'm making. I'm, I'm making a trek to FedEx Forum immediately after I leave. You're going to put this on your desk. I got a head. I got a head in Gay's room, and I got a head on this my desk. This is a children's. That toy, is fire, son. bro. Y'all crazy. This is a child's toy. A dog. A, a dog's chew toy. Oh, okay. Well, I need. <laughs> my this. kid did love it. I, I need. Jake that, bro. liked it too. I He's collect, 15. I collect action figures on Smith, so I'm... Okay, that's so you'll go with the collection that you're in. Oh, have. bro, that is dope. Okay. Y'all need to drop this off, man. They gave y'all this? No. Uh, say, I want you to have that. All right, thank you, bro. Cool. You cool with it, bro? Oh, tap, totally. Yeah, uh. Save me a trip. I was about to go knock on somebody at FedEx Forum office. Yeah. Back to, back to Canard. I'm still going to go get me a couple more. Yeah, that way, that, <laughs> that way, Jason, we're going to get him out of the gift card. I appreciate uh, y'all. Are you, uh, are you... Is Canard in a playoff rotation next year for the Grizzlies? Um... It depends on how matchup goes. Like, I, I talked about that yesterday. I got people mad at me uh, about the whole Luke Kennard thing because my thing is if Luke Kennard gets you a starting center, you pack up Luke Kennard's bags and, you know, you escort him to Wilson Air and we we, we wish him, uh, we bid him adieu, you know. But um, and I, people talk about, you know, he's one of the best shooters and all these type of things and three-point percentage and all that. Those things are good, but typically when you're talking about guys that are shooters – in the playoffs, they're guys who are shooters and they do other stuff. Like mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, generational shooters. Kevin Durant can shoot the hell out of the ball, but Kevin Durant's not just out there, you know, <clears throat> running off of screens and, like, knocking down shots. you got guys who do that too, but those guys can also do other things. The Max Struces, the Gabe Vincents, the uh, – what's the other – the twin that was in Miami. Those type of guys were big-time – they were big-time shot makers in the playoffs, right? But they're also guys that you could – that could do other things. Like, they could defend, they could play make, they could all these things. Luke is one of those guys who he's a extraordinary, like, generational-level shooter. Like, one of the best-looking jump shots you've probably ever seen as far as when it leaves his hand. Yeah. And Like, I, I've made – I say he shoots violent three-pointers. Like, they ripped the net. Like, he shoots the ball, and it's, like, great to watch. But the thing with him, not just in Memphis, in his seven years of being in the NBA, teams have struggled to try to find – ways to actually use him. You know what I mean? You're talking about a guy who this is his best year as far as three-point attempts, and he's shooting about six a game, and that's the most he's ever shot in his career on a team with a bunch of guys that are just guys, you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, and he's still not able to find his way. And people are saying like, and people are saying like, okay, well, if he's – well, I, I got to see him playing with Ja. Right? I got to see him playing with Ja. And it's like – To space the floor. That's right. What you always and, I mean, and that would be great, but, do, but what does a Ja Morant – Canard defensive backward look like. Well, we know, Minus. Right. <laughs> we know Ja has his defensive deficiencies, right? So it's like. I got you. 
And it's like if I if I'm if I'm setting up the rotations for the game, right? And next season, let's say my starting lineup is Ja, Dez, Marcus Smart, or mm-hmm. is Ja, Dez, Vince, right? Or this, those are your two yes. one two threes, With right? You. If if I bring, if I if I leave Ja in, I'm taking Desmond Bain out of the game to bring Luke Kennard in, right? Mm, yes. Right and with Vince, right? Because I got to keep Vince on the court if I've got, if Luke, and got John. Luke and John. So I got to have Vince out. So I'm, smart, taking, yeah. so I'm taking Desmond Bain out, right, mm-hmm. to bring to play John Luke Kennard. All right. So when John gets tired, then I got to come back with Marcus Smart, which is a lineup that really protects the hell out of Luke Kennard because I've got two high level defenders and the shooter. Marcus Smart can do some playmaking. You can make that work. But why am I take? Why would I want to take Desmond Bain out of the game? Who's a great shooter his own self and does other stuff to bring Luke Kennard in. When I'm ultimately, I ultimately can't play Ja and Luke Kennard long anyway because of defensive That's stuff. That's interesting. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's, I see it's, the point now. It's a dilemma everywhere he goes. Like mm-hmm. people don't really know because he's a hell of a you shooter. You laid that out well. Yeah. I'm not gonna act like he's like some guy who's in you know the church league who's just he just knocked down threes and that's it. But he it's a struggle putting him on the court. And no matter how you try to sum it up. He's either your fourth guard or your fifth guard, depending on what you're calling Vince Williams. Mm-hmm. I call Vince Williams a guard. guard. Can he de- can he defend uh, threes and fours? Absolutely, yes. but he's a guard. But I think he, he's a guard. He's about 6'4", six, 6'3". Six, he's a guard. Marcus Smart is a guard. John Morant, guard. Desmond Bain, oh, guard. Right. So if, yeah. if Luke Kennard is my fifth guard in that pecking order, how valuable is he to this team? Like, Because hmm. he's shooting. He makes about two, two and three-quarter threes per game on six attempts, right? And people say, oh, I want to see him with Ja. I kind of want to see Gigi Jackson with Ja. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of want to see because Gigi knocked down shots with Ja Morant. Can Vince Williams knock down threes with Ja Morant? And, and they might not be shooting 44 45%, but if they're shooting 37 38 I'll take it. Take I'd rather have day. those guys on the court. Because they, as you said, too, and, and, they're and, doing and, other things Right, as and well. people take that as, well, saying, uh, mm. acting like he can't play or he's trash. No, man, I'm saying that if, if Luke Kennard's $15 million contract can go get me a mid-level center. And people don't understand the salary that centers are making. James Wiseman makes $12 million a year. Robert Williams, who you said, I think he makes $12, $15 million a year. Most of your centers who can play, that's the price you're paying for these guys. Yeah. You, uh, Nick Claxton makes nine. He's going to make way more than that this summer. Um, um, Hardenstein makes eight or nine million. He's going to make more than that this summer. Like This this is how much these guys cost. They're going to fall in that $12, $15 million range. So if a guy like Luke Kennard, who's my fifth guard, I've got two exciting young wings and Vince Williams and um, Gigi Jackson who are making like $4 million combined. And i got this $15 million guy who can shoot the, the cover off the ball. But I, I know I have to struggle to find minutes I for this struggle. dude. Because mm-hmm. even in the playoffs last year, he played, I think, um, 20 minutes a game, 18 minutes a game, something like that. It's going to be hard to, to keep Luke Kennard on the, on the court in the playoff situation, especially when John Moran is your point guard. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's hard to find ways for him. And and there and if just like the whole going back to the whole backup point guard situation, right? Mm-hmm. When we had, um, and I've all, I've said this forever. When a guy like John Morant is your starting point guard, when a guy like Marcus All was your starting center, because there was big talks about Costa Kufas, like why we had to keep Costa Kufas, right? I'm like, dude, if you're if your point guard or your center or whatever position you have is an all world, all league guy. I want that dude on the court. I don't care how good his back his backup right. is. You know I, what I mean? I, frankly, I but, want a cheap backup. Right. <laughs> I want a cheap, efficient. You can do whatever. Thousand percent. Right. I don't. I don't need 
you don't need Tyus Jones behind Ja because Tyus Jones isn't going to play. He's going to be a guy who's playing 10 to 15 minutes. I don't want Ja splitting minutes. I don't want Ja sitting down. I don't want Desmond Bain sitting down so we can get Luke Kennard minutes in. You know what I mean? And he's your, he's your fifth dude in the rotation. So I don't want – that, I want my guys out there, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's cool to have guys like Kennard as a luxury. But you're talking about a $15 million luxury who could be used for something much more effective like getting your starting center. Because I think nine times out of ten, the Grizzlies' path to get a center this offseason will be some type of trade, whether it's a signing right. trade, uh, some type of draft day trade. Uh, not really a lot they can do in free agency. They can do some things in free agency because there are some guys that I think – even if you're playing, paying the taxpayers' exception. There are some guys I think you can get here. And that whole thing um, comes down to something people have to understand about the NBA is that a lot of those things come down to relationships and just what players want to get done, right? Mm-hmm. Like people talk about the Nick Claxton thing, right? And they're like, well, that's unrealistic because, you know, New Jersey, they, you know, they wanted four draft picks for uh, – they wanted a ton for uh, Mikael Bridges. And, and, you know, they're not going to do that. Nick Claxton is an unrestricted free agent. I want to say that uh, Isaiah Hardens. Those are my two guys this summer. I got three. I got three guys. I really want. Uh, I really. I would love to see if they're on the Grizzlies. Andre Drummond, Nick Claxton, Isaiah Hardenstein. Um, Drummond, you can get for I think less cheap, cheaper than those guys for sure. But uh, 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 Claxton and Hardenstein are my two guys. Right? They are. I want to say Hardenstein is an unrestricted free agent too, but I know Claxton is. That's the the way the NBA works. That can happen as simple as Nick Claxton's agent calls <laughs> uh, uh, um, Zach Kleiman. He's like, hey, my client wants to be in Memphis. Let's find a way to make this work. We don't have cap space. All right, let's talk sign and trade. And it happens. It happens. Bro. Like it, 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 would be, it would happen as simple as that. And it doesn't, it, it, it's not going to be like, okay, well, let's, okay, well, how much money does Claxton like we're trying to sign Claxton for fifteen or sixteen or whatever, eighteen, whatever. So, well, let's let's send four guys whose salary equal. No, it's not going to work like that. Like Brooklyn's going to say, okay, because you still got to work with them because you got to be fair, right? So, Brooklyn takes Luke Kennard. We get Nick Claxton back, maybe a second round pick or something. Goes out our way as well, and your signing trade is done. It doesn't matter about the cap space. It doesn't matter about what New Jersey wants to do. He's unrestricted free agent. He can go wherever he wants to go. But the only caveat to that is when you're talking about those type of guys is that because I had this conversation too my man uh, Chris Ingram has uh, Twitter spaces he does for Bluff City Media and this came up too because people are like well a guy like Claxton man you know he's he's going to demand 20 something million dollars per year or whatever and all these guys are you know 20 you know whatever they're only there are less and less teams in the NBA that have actual cap space right mm-hmm. so it's like is Nick Claxton going to leave Brooklyn to go to Orlando. I mean, where? I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, where is he going? You know what I mean? So uh, there's only so many teams that got money, and uh, a player's value in the open market. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 